Oh man, I forgot. And well, hey, it's good to be here. Good to be back. Man, we haven't been in the studio together in a while, y'all. Let me tell y'all, Layla be uh, taking trips, hitting oh, dips. What? You know what I'm saying? I don't even see her no more. I feel like it's been, been about six, seven weeks since I laid my eyes on you. Oh my god, it does feel like a long time. It but does. then again, time goes by so quickly. Like oh. the end of the year is approaching. That is true. Literally in weeks, it's crazy. I know. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm quite secure about the end of the year. Okay. What, but uh, what you mean by that? I'm just saying that I'm secure about the end of the year. <laughs> but there are some things insecure that I want to talk about. I missed the camera because I really was lost and you brought me back. <laughs> Layla thought I was really about to say something serious. Nope. I'm ready to talk about insecure. This is the insecure episode. Uh, problematic episode. Okay. Much overdue y'all. I just needed, I was waiting for it to get good for us to have a lot to come and talk about. It never did. Spoiler alert. It never got good. So I was like, well, hell, we might as well talk about it. Oh, goodness. Y'all. Okay, so are you watching it? Yes. Because okay. I am on your account. So. Shout out. Shout out <laughs> Shout out to my mama for the password. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, thank shout God out, she, mom. Thank God she pays her cable bill every month. <laughs> Amen. And we all just slide in and use the features. Oh, my God. Yes, I've been watching it. Um, I'm happy that I was able to binge watch a few because I had missed a couple of weeks. Um. And it's just, you know, usually when you get to binge watch something, you are excited to watch the next episode, next yes. episode. This was kind of like, here's the next episode. Bruh. Like, is something going to happen? Climax? Like, what's going on? Yeah, bro. I, I, I knew that it wasn't a good season when it comes on on Sundays. And I would just like not, I would, wouldn't even be anywhere. I was just at home, but I was just watching other stuff. And I was like, nah, I'll watch it later. And then Monday morning, like we both, my husband and I both work from home on Mondays and I literally text him when he was in his office and I was like, you want to just check out this insecure episode? And he's like, oh yeah, I'll come out. We can watch it. Like it was very nonchalant. Nobody was excited. So I knew then I was like, bro, this season is not giving what it's supposed to give. I mean, do you think it's the writing? Do you think it's the way that it's constructed from the jump of just 30 minutes? Like, what do you think is the missing ingredient to make this something for us to be excited about? So I feel like for me, the first issue is I don't I don't know if the heart of the show, I don't know if the writer's room changed. I don't know if they weren't expecting to end it. I don't know if they were expecting... Because, you know, sometimes HBO shows, they'll take a long break and then come back. Like, remember, like, Game of Thrones, we had to wait... Did we wait, like, two years for the last season? Or, yeah, give or take. We, we waited quite a while to get the last season. And I don't... I feel like it's been a long time since we had the last Insecure season. But mm -hmm. it just seemed like everybody's heart isn't in it. I don't know if everybody's a big celebrity since... When you look at the first season hmm. to the end okay, and now, now. Mm -hmm. yeah, now niggas got money and they probably got assistance mm -hmm. and they ain't got time and they doing, they booking other, other shows. Projects. Yeah. And so maybe their heart isn't in it. <clears throat> I don't know if they don't really, maybe they, I'm like, I can't believe they would start a show and not have an ending in mind, but it just seems like they don't know what to do. 
I also feel like there are no real storylines. I feel like it's just an epilogue. It's just like, I feel like we're just looking at, here's where these characters are now. That's what an epilogue means. Yeah, you know, the just, more you know. It's just like the it's just like the the bow on the sh- it's just like yeah, and this is how it in this is the end. Okay, so like at the end of the day, I absolutely love Issa Rae. Like in real life, she probably could be my like a best friend or something. Like she's just so amazingly dope. And oh, okay. that was the first phrase I used in our first episode. Oh, amazingly dope. Amazingly dope. Um, no, refreshingly, my bad. Anyway, she is refreshingly dope. I was going to um, let you cook. I knew it wasn't amazingly <laughs> dope, but I wasn't going to say anything. My bad. Thanks, sis. Um, but yes, it's, she is a refreshingly um, dope person. Okay. And I love the way that she, like her web series, you know, Awkward Black Girl. Yeah. It was fun and exciting to see. And Insecure was too. I think where we missed the mark is that there isn't enough time to actually put behind the individual characters okay. to really showcase them in a way where we're bonded. You know what I mean? Or we mm. have a storyline where we're like, oh my God, girl, say what? Because let me, let, let's just have a moment, right? Okay. Some people are really into shows that come off like a bad soap opera, right? Like Empire, it got bad after thir- the third season. And I was just like, this is outrageous. Yeah, you I stayed no longer to the third season? Girl, <laughs> barely. Uh, barely. barely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of other seasons, I've been like that as well. I'm like, okay, now y'all are going way overboard. Like that Tyler Perry um have and have not after okay. season one i was like okay now y'all are going outrageous insecure on the other hand is very realistic and it makes me feel like this is a reality show like we're seeing yeah. it i don't think but those we're are not the getting same, anywhere i don't think those are the same caliber of shows though i think an insecure even though the camera is a different is a is shot on a what do you call it, like a single lens maybe camera like uh single like martin i'm trying to think of like the tv show martin is like isn't it considered like a multi-camera show like or something Ooh, and then like us. but you have like an insecure that's shot on a sing it's a single camera lens but i feel like it's that's more i think insecure is more of like a sitcom mm-hmm. you're supposed to get more living single vibe it's not shot on a set like you're used to mm-hmm. but you're really supposed to feel more like a sitcom which is why so it's a sitcom 30 minutes. reality show type of thing i mean <clears throat> it's just i think we have reality tv has just infected our culture so much but there's nothing about reality there's it shouldn't be these are characters i was like why is it reality tv why would you even put reality in there because it's these are characters. None of these people are real people. So because it feels like oh, they're real, well, and that's what I love about it. Like I love the fact that they didn't go outrageous storylines like these other ones that I mentioned. I feel like what they did is they kind of made it feel like oh shit, like extremely relatable. Yeah, and but that's I love I, that about the show. I just wish yeah. it was longer. But that's why I keep <laughs> saying I think your your message is the your uh, I guess miscategorizing. Yeah, it's the you're in the wrong genre. It's mm-hmm. not. A have and have nots. It's not a soap opera. Yeah. Those are hour long. That's a different type of show. Mm-hmm. You need to look at Insecure the same way you look at Blackish or the same way you look at, mm-hmm. you need to look at it as a sitcom. Are those hours? No. Isn't that an hour? They're 30 minutes. Well, I don't know. I don't watch Blackish. I can't. I, I, I can't. Okay. But it's on ABC. I imagine it's 30 minutes. <laughs> Usually um, those shows are short. But it's a sitcom. So it's not, it's more true to a sitcom. And yeah, I mean, the character's, Martin, the characters on Living Single were real people. They were they felt relatable. So it's mm-hmm. not. I, I think that reality piece that you're trying to put in there, as relatable as the stories are, that it's not reality TV. Right. It's just right. it's just a sitcom. Mm-hmm. So I'm never sad about it being 30 minutes. She's gotten more done in 30 minutes previous seasons. I don't think it's the length of time that's the problem. I think it's the writing this season. I think I don't know if there's a pressure to have the characters end the way to make the fans happy while staying true to what their original goal was. Like, I can't tell what's missing, but I do feel something is missing this season. I don't know if Amanda Seals fucked it up because didn't nobody want to work with her monkey ass. But, <laughs> but so let's get into some of the episodes, though. Oh, so standout points in the episodes. We've gotten to the place where Issa and... So Issa and Lawrence are off. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and they broke up first episode and then Issa meets up with Nathan who I am not team Nathan I I fucking really? hate Nathan I think and Nathan is such a weak Our ass H-Town nigga H-Town guy yeah shout out to Kendrick blah 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 you're great as a real human your character Nathan I hate that nigga oh, oh. <laughs> and I, I'm never happy when he's on the screen cause he weak I just hate a weak ass man and it doesn't and I think that's the issue when we talk about mental health. And this is going to be the, the problematic portion of the show. But him having mental health <clears> issues <throat> is no excuse for his behavior. It's not an excuse. I feel like there's nothing he does that to me is like, oh, well, okay. Well, you know, he has mental health issues. Like, okay, well, go get that taken care of. You need to go get your medicine. You need to go get balanced. Like, you don't get to be... A asshole. You don't get to be a weak ass nigga like just because you have mental health issues. Like there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Leaving in the middle of the night and all of that shit. That's that's his personality. So I'm not Team Nathan. Period. That's crazy. So then she gets with Nathan. They kind of make it official at some point. Yeah. Shout out. It's spoilers in this ep- <clears throat> in this episode. She, if you haven't watched, watched Insecure, I don't know what to tell y'all. It's spoilers. Okay. Like, what are we on now? Uh, episode seven premieres this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. What are other standout moments? I guess for you in the show. If I know it's hard to pull. It's them. hard, girl. I think for me it was. Girl, I really have to think. Like a standout moment. How do you feel about? Oh. Papa. Uh, that episode was wild. Uh, God dang Lawrence and, and uh, Cantu. What's her name? God dang. Condoleez. Um, uh, girl, you got me saying Condoleez. Concucu. Um, Condola. 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 Condolences. Hodola. Yeah, whatever. We don't like you. <sighs> <laughs> so, Lawrence's baby daddy. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Lawrence's baby daddy. <laughs> Lawrence is the baby daddy. Yes. Yeah. Lawrence is, <laughs> is, he is baby daddy. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry our producer, we the producer. Our producer act like we said something crazy. <laughs> anyway. It sounded like you said Lawrence's baby daddy. Like, I think she did say that. Lawrence's baby daddy. Oh, like, Lawrence's baby daddy. Yeah. Oh, no. Lawrence is, is the baby, baby daddy. He, yeah, he baby daddy. He is the, the baby daddy. Sorry. You know, she's been around kids all weekend. A-A-E-V, okay? African-American vernacular up in here. Anyway, I'm country, nigga. All right. So, dang, I feel like we should have a little less than that. But Yeah, okay. So, Lawrence is the father. Correct. And Condola is the mother. Tell me how you feel about their um relationship so in that episode i think that one was called pressure i believe i'm not sure but he lives in san francisco right and so i'm not sure what the flight distance is to la maybe 30 minutes probably equivalent I, to I Houston, like a two-hour flight what yeah i heard it was like a two-hour flight okay. i can confirm it but he takes these flights consistently to go and see her and the baby and i feel like he is doing everything in his power to do things appropriately but at the same time, she's the one that has the baby consistently. So she feels like you can't just come down here when you want to play dad and I'm with the baby all the time. But it was like the same time you chose to have the child at a time when y'all weren't in good terms. So that just comes with it. At least you have a man who is trying to come down um, every week and is trying to make doctor visits and all mm-hmm. of that. All of that shit adds up. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't sit up there and just start getting mad. But then at the same time, being a woman, and because I sympathize and I understand, that could be moments of her just being stressed out and being very depressed because she is kind of doing it alone because Kiki Palmer ain't doing shit. That's well, her sister, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I feel I mean, like their, their dynamic is a little sad, but she needs to lessen up a little bit. Well, the nigga stood in your kitchen <clears throat> and was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have no baby with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? And I can't understand why it's like, do you want to be a single mom or not? And she can't be resentful for for the role that she wants. Like she, she told Lawrence, Lawrence was looking at that girl like, yes, I want to be with you. I want to be serious. And she had got divorced. And she told him at her friend's party, like, I don't want to be married again. I, I'm not looking to be married. 
She was like, yeah, I have a baby, but I don't want to be married. So she chose to be a single mother. She chose her so, sperm donor and she yeah, had a baby. Yeah, so you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, then, and the nigga was very hesitant. <clears throat> he was super hesitant. Then when she popped up on him and was like, yeah, I'm pregnant, which to me, I just kind of feel like, I, I don't know. I'm going to still work on that because I kind of got a hot take on that whole thing about just having a baby against another nigga will. Like just going, I'm going to have this baby no matter what. And then kind of being like, but if you don't want to be a part of it, you ain't shit. It's like, God, dog. Like, because for me, it's not like an accident. I don't feel like Condola got accidentally pregnant because she already said she was looking to be pregnant. So oh, I can't. think she did it on purpose? I mean, I don't think she was. Here's the thing, okay? There's a way to have sex, right? Everything is not foul proof. But there's a way to actively work to not have sex, like to not have babies, right? You with somebody, whether it be plan B, whether it be condoms, whether whatever your method is, right? There are people who are actively trying to not get pregnant. And then there are the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And I think Condola is a rest was a rest of us kind of chick. Like, okay, I mean, maybe I'll take my birth control. Maybe I won't. Like, she already let it be known she wasn't tripping about being pregnant. So she probably was like... Yeah, don't worry about it. You can shoot the club up. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know. So then that brings me to the question of, would you rather be a single mom with the dad trying or would you rather be a single mom with no help or support from the father? That's kind of what she needs to yeah. ask herself. Because any man coming down to see the child and do all of these things, I would be appreciative of. But I've heard women say, especially recently, well, I would rather the baby daddy not be involved at all because I have full control and reign on what my child learns, what my child is around, yeah. and how they're going to grow up. And I don't need somebody to stop me. And I was Correct. like, oh, okay. Well, well I but get the it. thing about it is, I I, I'm cool with that. <clears throat> but the other, the flip side to that is, I just feel like what you need to, what you have to tell people is, yo, um, let it be known. You tell your kid when they're of age, I didn't want your daddy around. Because mm-hmm. when that child grows up and begins to ask for their father, I need you to say out loud, don't say no bullshit like, hey, your daddy ain't shit. It's just me. I'm doing this by myself. Oh, my God. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Be oh. like, I ain't want your daddy around. I told your daddy to skedaddle. Your daddy is not here because I didn't want him around. Because let me tell y'all, this is why I'm not a nigga. We have a conversation once a week in my house called Why Derek Can't Be a Man. The reason I can't be a man, because honestly, if I was Lawrence FTK, baby, fuck that kid. I'd be like, yo, here go my business card. Tell little man when if he ever want to talk to me, give me a call. And I would go on about my life. I would would just move around because honestly, she's fighting him so hard. The only here's the mistake I feel like Lawrence did make. And as soon as he did it, I said, nigga, no. When that nigga said, I'm going to come down every weekend. I was like, nope. Absolutely not. I knew that was the biggest mistake because that type of, it's just hard. That's a very mm-hmm. hard commitment to make in the, and Condola already really don't fuck with you. It's a uh, one hour and 26 minutes. My bad. <laughs> it's a one hour and 26 minute flight. Right. Okay. And Condola already don't trust you and she don't fuck with you. So the minute you cannot fly down, she is going to hate you. And that's exactly what happened. You got to be inconsistent. <laughs> you got, well, no, you just have to, you, oh, I, it is, it is oh. better. Listen, this works in your life and especially at your job. Under promise and over, over deliver. deliver. Amen. Nigga. I do that every day. All the time. I always be, I always under promise and over deliver. Yep. Never over promise and under deliver. It does not work well the other way. He should have been like, so we, you know, we good with, every other weekend or blah, 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 you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, blah, blah, blah. But I just felt like when Condola was like at the very end, when they was arguing about him taking a baby and she was like, I don't trust you. I just felt like she should have said that six weeks ago when they was at the christening and he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, my family want to have a baby for the holidays. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Condola, just tell this nigga you don't trust him right now. So we can dead all of this trying to act like, Blah, blah, blah. Because it was hard for me to watch Lawrence put this crib together in San Francisco and, you know. Just be so excited. Right. Really try to, like, and try to be right. (laughs) Like, let's let's be clear. 
Niggas is trying to make the best out of a bad situation. This is not fucking ideal. And I know it's not nice to be like, oh my God, all babies are a blessing. Yes, when a kid get here, we're going to love it. We're going to take care of it. But let's stop acting like we be having kids in ideal situations. This is not what Lawrence planned. This bitch blew his life up. And I say bitch in a loving, like, hey, bitch. Yeah, I love you. That's my bitch. Like, whatever. But you blew this nigga's life up. You know what I'm saying? Period. And I get it. Yeah, he bust the nut in you and everybody's responsible. responsible. Yeah. Sure. But y'all, you have, you, but you you was super open to this. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, you don't act like you ain't blow a nigga world up. You disappeared on a nigga for six weeks and came back pregnant. That's shocking. So chill. You know what I'm saying? So for me, surprised you didn't do a DNA test, which I advocate that everybody should have a DNA test done Married on every day, period. Dead ass. So just we won't have no confusion. Yes. But I just felt sorry for Lawrence because it was obvious the whole episode and all of that. Like when they were at the party and he he gave the baby some food and she's like, I hadn't introduced that yet. What if the baby gets sick and I'm gonna be here with the baby and you're not gonna be here and everything is like honestly. Oh, sis, I understood that. Well, here's the thing. But like, I also understand not freaking flipping out on somebody who's yeah. also a first time father. Right. Don't just <clears> have I mean, the conversation. Yeah, it's already done. No disrespect, but I'm like, well, if the baby allergic and dies, it's already done, sis. So we're we're here now. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want to do? I can't undo it. Facts. Just say, yeah. hey, don't do that anymore. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, just stop, stop. But it's all of that just came from. I don't trust you. Give me my baby, bitch. If she you don't back extra. up, I would have walked away with the baby. I, I really would. And I'd be like, me and the baby don't feel safe. Um, we're going to walk away. Oh. And I thought Amanda Seals' husband pulling him to the side was not helpful at all. I don't know what he was trying to talk to him man to man, but I thought that was <laughs> That's what your boy was supposed to do. Because he's a first time father too, and he just had a baby. He's like, man, I just didn't think anything he said was helpful. I thought it, it was stupid. <laughs> well, that's because you have a future mindset. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm gonna be future um, before I'm gonna be Russell Wilson. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> no, but I thought that was cool because men, you know, a lot of men, homies, you notice they don't really like to interject themselves into their boys' problems and issues. That's so true. for them to have that moment, I thought was dope. He gave his advice. He, you know, gave him some advice, even though it was more beneficial on the woman's side. But I mean, every homie, every man needs a homie that is going to keep it real with them. I just um, feel like. It, you know, people be like, oh, at least he, you know, stepped in and everything. I'm like, that's not, if it's not a helpful advice, then you might as well have shut the fuck up. Like, to me, I just felt like it was like happy wife, happy life. And it's like, I get it. I know all you do is sit at your house and let Tiffany have her fucking way so you can have some peace and quiet. But everybody don't run like that. Everybody is no, different. In my, in my family, it's happy spouse, happy house. So <laughs> ain't no happy wife. Happy, my, my husband would get in my shit. He'd be like, there, you fucking up. Shout out. Happy spouse. Wait, say that again. Happy spouse, happy house. I like that. Because like. I'm like, what was the other saying about wife? Happy wife, happy life. I'm uh-huh. like, some women don't deserve a happy life. Straight up. I'm going to keep Ooh, it a thousand with you. <laughs> shit. Some of these men are too good for these women. You know what I'm saying? So I like yours. Happy uh, spouse, happy house. Okay. Like so let me tell you what you ain't trying to do. The next one will. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing to say. Because I know it's some, it's some women listening to this. Like, well, let him go then. You right, sis. Let him go. Free him. I you taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like that episode in particular, because that was like the third episode, was probably was it was more memorable for me because we're we're really actually getting a chance to see Condola in a way because we really haven't gotten to the nitty gritty of her. Yeah, and we I'm don't seeing, like her. Yeah, we really don't. And then we're seeing um, Lawrence do things that we wish most men would try to do. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just... I think niggas be doing that. It, it was nice. Oh, y'all gonna think I'm gonna pick me, bitch, after this episode. I can feel it, but you hoes can hate me all you want to. I think most niggas be trying to be Lawrence. But the problem is, most women be condola and they be cock blocking. Like, let me see my son. Bitch, move. Get out the way. Yes, dead. Like, it's seriously, like, a lot of women are the problem. Yes, and I'm I'll just be cock blocking. These niggas don't want you, and you feel like I'm the only person who can be with my kid. And it's like, okay, well, what you want to do? You want to be, you want to cry with the baby on your titty or you want to cry with some help? <laughs> like, cause you're not going to have a nigga. So either let him have his baby, like let him take care of his kid and hold up his responsibilities. 
being a great father and being a great mate are two different things. Absolutely. And just because he was, loop, yeah, yeah, just because he don't yes. want you don't mean he don't want the kid. Right. And a lot of these women trying to hold the kid hostage yes. because they don't like the man. All you doing is is really messing up your child because yes. when they get older and they know that you were the reason why their father wasn't in their life, they gonna start hating your ass. Stupid. And don't sit up here and talk bad about the father in front of the child, too. Like, that's really, really bad. Right. And I'm so blessed that my mother never did. It wasn't until I got older that I would ask certain questions and she would look at me like, bitch, how you know? I'm like, I don't know. This three-year-old memory working today, though. But you know what I'm saying? I applaud women who don't sit up there and, and become toxic and, and poison their child's mind frame. Let them have their own view on what's going on. There's nothing wrong when they get at a certain age to talk to them about it. But that child's going to grow up hating your ass. That's true. For, for doing the shit that you did. Because you know the daddy going to come in. All they going to do is have one talk and say, well, your mama, you know, didn't let me be in your life because I had a new girlfriend. And then they going to turn all that hate that they have for their daddy onto their mama. I mean, it happens. Y'all don't watch freaking movies and tvs Come either you'll be the villain <laughs> either you, you'll be the or villain the later. yep yep but so the loris and condola is one is one thing and it's about the most spicy thing going on i'm really interested though in molly uh i think molly is another interesting situation our mama had that stroke i was yelling at molly for about two weeks because i was like the fact that she was at work and i was like just Tell them, just tell these people that your mama had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And it, it brought to mind this thing. So I love them to death, but I'm going to use my own life as an example. So there are a lot of people who go to their jobs and they'd be like, I don't want these people at work knowing my business. Right. And so they, they keep, they, they go to work, they keep their head down, they mind their business. They don't say nothing, this, that, and the third. Right. And I feel like, I feel like my husband is one of those kind of people. I'm just go to this job. I'm a clock in. I ain't gonna say nothing. I don't tell nobody nothing. You know what I'm saying? My personal life is my personal life. And that works until you need somebody at your job to have some sympathy for you. But if you're not willing to tell them what's going on, you're then people can't help you. People can't go. And it's like you have to be willing to give a little bit. Like I, I work with a lot of whites. <laughs> And culturally, there's so many differences. And so I don't necessarily want them knowing all my business, but I do have to tell them enough to the point where when I be like, yo, I won't be able to come in today. My mama got to go have a surgery. They know like, oh yeah, Darren and her mama close. They don't play about this. They don't play about that. They know the the, the basics. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I say that, they know I'm serious. They know enough to, to be able to help me and this, that, and the third, to be able to work with me. <clears throat> and I feel like you have to come up off of information. But a lot of times, culturally, especially for black folks, we don't want jobs to use stuff against us. We Girl, don't want, and they you know will. what I'm saying? And, and it, it's, it's the double-edged sword they of that. So will. you do have to know enough, but you, but I felt like for Molly, I'm like, I'm sitting here, we're sitting here watching her drown weekend. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And it's like, bro, I can't do nothing. If my mama stub her toe, bro, I, I gotta go. Like I'm, I don't, I don't have fuck this job. Like I don't fuck moving up the corporate ladder, all of that. My family is is my first ministry. It's, it means the most to me. So I just struggle watching Molly struggle through that. Yeah, but I mean, it also says what a lot of women, especially black women, hold on their plate. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of times at um, previous jobs that I've had where the strongest women, the women that are always there for you, the women that are always uplifting, be the main ones going through so much damn, you know, trauma and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And they're, uh, it, it, I don't know. It just spoke volumes to me that you try to try to do it all. You try to be yeah. the superhero, either the super mom, the super employer, you're ambitious, the super friend. I mean, there's a lot of us that know people that are like that. Yeah. And, and it is but hard. I just don't know how much credit you get for, for putting yourself through everything. Nobody asked you to do any of that. Nobody did. And so for me, like, I feel like people be wanting credit for shit nobody asked them to do. Nobody asked Molly to be super nothing. Like, you put the cape on your own back. Nobody was like, we need a hero. You put the cape on your own back. Like, the whole situation with Molly, when the nurse came in to ask questions, Molly was like, she walked her happy ass out there and was like, I need to be the point person 
and you know I want to be able to do this and get the information and she's, the nurse was she, like she's controlling and the nurse was like yeah we'll do that then the nurse came back in to get some information from her and she was like can we do this later we can we not do this now and the dad was like I can answer the question I'm right here like yeah this is that this is this you know what I'm saying it's like sis you you putting all this on your plate nobody even asked you to make a plate that big that, you said true. you could eat all this shit. Now you want us to feel sorry for you with your big ass plate. That I mean, that is very true. That like I'm not saying it's right, <laughs> but I am saying that it is hard for people to not to to ask for help. Agreed. And I think that we need to create safe spaces for people to to make it easy for them to not necessarily ask for help, but just offer the help. Sometimes. We don't have to ask them. Just do it for somebody. You know what I mean? Take the initiative. And that could be in any little thing. No, but I, I, I don't know. She's too controlling yeah. to give anybody control. And that is her fault. I don't think that. And I think <clears> we, <throat> I, I don't, I don't, I disagree with you. Really? On the, I do disagree with you on the safe space thing. I think people really only want to do something if they know they're going to be okay. Here's the truth. You don't know that we, you make decisions with the best information that you have and you, you do not know, you don't know if you're going to be okay. You know what? You might fucking lose your job. You might. So you need to make the best decision before you and say, what am I going to do? Am I going to lose my job or I'm going to lose my mama? Period. Like you have to take a chance. Nobody gets in this world. This world is full of chances and we keep trying to bubble, bubble wrap this world. Here's the spoiler alert. Safe spaces are a myth. What? That shit is not true. You know the safest space? What? In your room by yourself. And, and that ain't even the safe space if you don't pay your rent on time or your mortgage. Like, let's be honest. There are actually no real... This is a safe space, is it? Well, maybe I'm looking at it from the perspective of me being um, uh, a manager for a long time. And me having a set of employees under me. And obviously I was a safe space for like 90% of them, but they were the ones, they also were, uh, they had ones that were very quiet to themselves, you know, whatever, whatever. But as soon as I noticed one thing off about their personality or something that day, I tried to do something that they didn't have to do. So it was one less task for them. So, so you I were, look at things differently. So you were, a man you were a manager of people at your job. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's say your job was, can you tell us the field or do you want to keep that a secret? Um, these jobs were all, uh, call center. Okay. So let's say you were the manager of a call center. You got nine people and you like, I'm your manager. I want y'all to know. I want you to talk to me. This is a safe space. Oh, I never came at them like that. Right? But you like, I, but you, whatever you say, you're like, I'm your manager and I was a safe space. Yes. Ray Ray is like, okay, Layla, you know, I need to let you know that I basically stole $500 from the employee fund. Don't report me. I just want you, I was having a tough time, but I'm going to pay it back. What kind of safe space example is that shit? Well, because um, there's no, you can't have a safe space at your job. Like at my job, they keep saying that and I hate it every day. They'd be like, this is a safe space. I'm like, this is my job. It's not a fucking safe space. If I come in here and tell y'all I touched a kid, it's your responsibility to fire me. Mm -hmm. If I come in here and tell y'all I'm struggling in this, I'm, I'm struggling with an addiction to pornography, that's against our faith and conduct rules. It is your job to discipline me. A safe space is where I can openly share things and not have any type, not have a consequence. Like, it's like I can speak freely. So I can't I'm speak saying, I'm saying safe space. You're absolutely fucking right on that, by the way, just since I did cut you off a little bit. No, you, you are actually thing. right on that. Um, But what I'm saying safe space is asking for help, not confessing to me that you did something bad like this isn't confessional uh catholic school time where you come tell me your sins it's hey i have a lot on my mind did it okay Got cool you. i will go ahead and make sure that these escalation calls don't come to you i'll go ahead and take some of that brunt and give it to the rest of the team right that is what i'm talking about Got by safe space like i should be able to identify when someone is probably needing help and it could be the but i am a yeah. very i'm that kind of person though i'm very observant right, right? so you so i'm <laughs> different so in her case in molly's case she had she's a lawyer and right. she's been having it at odds at the person that's saying i need this by today if you don't if you can't that's okay i can go ahead and do it she's like oh no you ain't about to do it because i know you and i have beef in the past you know what i'm saying so she's not gonna tell him i can't do it because right. my mother is in here but if she had another coworker at work, 
but somebody, you, but see, can you help me okay. with this? You know what I'm but, saying? But see, here's the thing. It's like, but your petty beefs at work versus my mom. Like, yo, if you can do it, do it. Like, go ahead. Because my mom, like, I like that. I'm my still, mom come first. That, yeah, my mom <laughs> come first. Like, if my mom had a stroke, like, I, let, I would let nigga the devil answer my emails if like go do whatever you gotta do because mm-hmm. i'm over here with my mama mm-hmm. and whoever and and Tyrion, T- T- i can't remember his name but the the co-worker ballhead dude who's gonna end up with her i love it i'm so excited <laughs> about that but for him to be like yo you want me to do it i'm like is that your boss because i'm like just tell whoever your super he seems like a co-worker so tell your supervisor and then circumnavigate that nigga. Whoever his boss is, tell that person. But you got to be thinking. And I think a lot of people wait for life to happen to them instead of actually making life happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have a plan, you know. And I get it. Everybody has a plan until so they get punched in the face. But you need to have a plan in the sense of, all right, every time I look at my job, I know, yo, if this is who I can talk to, even when I had a supervisor who I really wouldn't deal with, I had somebody else that was like, I was like, yo, there you go. I need you to do this. But I made that space for me. Yeah. Cause I know what I, I created those barriers. Yeah. Nobody in my job Everybody came to me and was should. like, yo, do this and do that. And I think so many times we want people to do shit for us. Like, no, I had to create that. I had to say, all right, this is who can help me. This is who can't. I assess that shit very early. Yep. And you have to get it done. I do too. And mm-hmm. so black women wouldn't have to feel like they got to be superwoman if they would sit there and really be like, well, who's my fucking team? Mm-hmm. But we act like we want extra points for raising kids alone, for doing jobs alone, for cleaning the house alone. And then it's like, but nobody asked you to do that shit alone. Nobody asked you right. to do that. Find a fucking team. Find somebody who's going to work with you. And see, the thing that I like about what happened on that episode was, and I think that was probably episode five or six that you're talking about, yeah. um, was the fact that she finally broke down because the guy, who I keep forgetting his name. I know, and I love um, him. Came in, and he asked her straight up, no, seriously, like, are you okay? Like, you're, you drunk a lot the other night, got super drunk. I've never seen you out of character. And she said... My mom just had a stroke and she's in the hospital and they're discharging her today. And the way that he looked at her and said, oh, why didn't you say anything? And he opened up that last year he was dealing with the death in his family during a major project. And I was like, oh, they have a relatable moment. Like now you're understanding. But it also makes people look at you like, dang, you was going through all of that and you still was able to get this stuff done. It's like, okay, now you got a crown on top of your cape. You know what I mean? And I understand that. But she also had an opportunity when he asked, do you, can you get this done? If you can't, I can have somebody on it. That should have been her opportunity to say, yes, I need to focus right now on my family matters without telling her business. Yeah. But I am happy that she finally opened up and it was refreshing that he also had the same experience, similar right. experience the year and before. And now it look like they might be into each other. And I think this That's might be, be a couple. And mm-hmm. I think this might be a perfect match because I love a good, we ain't like each other, now we love each other love story. That's my That's favorite little vibe. I, I really fuck with it. Hey. Um, and he got his own money. She got yeah, her own and money. And they're both kind of the, and I like that they're, they have a little competitive edge on each other. Like he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not used to outshining you so badly. Like she, Molly needs somebody that can match her energy. Cause she, when you a lawyer and that kind of stuff, like you so used to being the, the smartest type. You read a lot. You do a lot. You are sharp. So you need somebody, iron sharpens iron. So you need somebody that's as sharp as you are. And I think, I don't think she's dated a man yet to the caliber of the human that she is. Like all that difficult stuff that intimidates a lot of people, but another lawyer it's like, well, shit, you're difficult, sis. Let's go. I'm difficult, hey, too. I bet you their fights are immaculate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you do. You need somebody that's not afraid, that's not afraid of that energy. I know. I was trying to look that's at his name. Funny. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, oh, they need to bring Andrew back. Oh, that, that was one. Cool. Wine. The yeah. Asian dude. Yes. I'm so happy he's gone. Um, Get nah, out of here. But let's talk about, um, do you feel like there's any character development with Kelly because I know you you mentioned to me in private or maybe it was an episode I can't tell girl um that you felt like the first episode when they put her as like she was dead <laughs> at the school thing like oh, she had yeah. passed and it was yes. in remembrance you were thinking that maybe it's um like 
she's actually going to die because she knows she has cancer or something like that. That was you that told me that, right? Uh, no. Oh shit! I don't know who I was talking to. Then. No, I. But, um, I had what do you a, think about her? Somebody had a somebody had a theory. I don't think I came up with this theory. I don't know. Was it my? It might have been our producer, but somebody had a theory. What if she actually is dead? Like, what if, like, she is? This ain't no grease yeah, theory. Or what is it? A uh, sixth sense. <laughs> They were like, did anybody actually talk to Kelly at that event? What if she is dead? And so... I never even paid attention to that. Right. I didn't go back and look, but I saw that theory. Um, I don't know. I'm very interested. But I mean, you know, Kelly has had the most memorable line of the season. You know, everybody I associate with is thriving in abundance. Like... (laughs) So. I just love her. And shout out to her. She directed the last episode, episode yeah. six. She used to work she did on Saturday Night Live. I didn't know that. I didn't either. She said she was in that writer's room and could not get it together. Okay. Yeah. So I know. So let's shift gears to Issa. And that's it's so interesting Nathan. that like <laughs> that's so interesting to me that we have spent this much time talking about everybody else and Issa is the star. That's just how boring I feel like. I've just been tired of Issa. I'm I'm ready for this to be her last season. I'm tired of Issa the character. I'm just like, you're so weird and awkward and you just really don't hang your shit together and it's asinine at this point. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. So on the second episode, she, um, you know, she's, well, in the first episode at the school, at the alumni, I don't know what it's called, alumni party? What do y'all mm-hmm. call it? Alumni reunion? I don't know. Yeah. Um, she um, was on a panel talking about entrepreneurship right. and she bombed. Like she didn't really know what to say, like anything, which is understandable in a sense of it is fresh. She is starting out. And so in the second episode, we got to see her business, the black <laughs> BLOCC um, got their first and um, endorsement deal right. with like a big water. Sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. And in order for them to market it, she decided to link up with somebody local, um, Crenshaw, who is obviously from Crenshaw. And they had a fashion show. And the panel was telling her, we can't afford to do all of these little elements. So go ahead and cut that out of the show. Which It wasn't that they couldn't afford it. It was that they didn't. It was too much. Sorry, hitting the mic. So it was too much. And she told that to him. And he wasn't happy and he did it anyway yeah. which ended up still impressing the water company right and everybody's talking about Crenshaw now right? right he got his 15 minutes of fame and he starts dissing Issa and her business yep. Just and like I think will do. right and that pissed me off like why do people feel the need to do something like that especially when something could have been handled in a personal matter yeah for like Dame Dash approaching Lee Daniels type shit. I ain't doing this out in the public. It ain't my fault that somebody recording it. But I'm going to come to you and tell you about some money. shit. Right? I need, I <laughs> like need people handle money. that shit behind closed doors. He yeah. chose Twitter. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like I get. I understand where both of them are coming from. I've, I live with an artist. Uh, like just his medium is not art. I know that artists and creators in general are finicky. I think that uh, Krayshawn is probably really their version of the the Crenshaw Kanye. And so I get where they're going with the character of with his emotional, I'm tied to my art. I'm keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? But the truth of the matter is if it, if if his shit would have bombed that night, it wouldn't have been no sweat off his back. He, he's still an artist. He would have still gone on to create. It's like when you don't have no skin in the game, when you don't have any money in the game, like, yeah, of course you like, I'm going to get out here and do whatever I want to do. What's the worst that can happen? But for the block, there is a worst that could happen. Like, this is important. So I understand Issa's hesitancy, and it was fine. It ended up working out. I do think that Issa could have probably just cleared it up by just saying that out loud. Like, yeah. hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know what? It, it worked out. That was all for the good. You know, people loved it. That was great. Mm-hmm. I loved the idea. I was just worried. Like, she she could have just said, I didn't want to cut it because I thought it was trash. I wanted to cut it because these are the notes I got from the people. This is what they said they wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? They are paying for it. I want to honor that. What she should have said was they actually cut you out the show. And the only way I was able to keep you on was by making these edits. Right. So I know it really sucks, but can you please well, work with me? And he was she like, well, just kept it she, real. Remember she did kind of say that. And he was like, maybe that's not who we need to go with. 
Maybe we need to go with somebody oh. else. So, no. you know what I'm saying? But all, but what I didn't like was, I just don't like, there was no need for Chris Sean to get on Twitter and do all that bashing. Mm-hmm. And, but then Issa shouldn't have sent him that text message. I was like, girl, don't send nobody no text message for them. Screenshots are real. Mm-hmm. I don't do nothing that a nigga can screenshot me. I call niggas on the phone in 2021 and I barely do that because these niggas will record you. But I don't, don't leave, I don't leave no evidence at the scene of the crime. She should have just been like, I mean, you know what, where is he saying it from? From a contract with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's funny how you saying that, but the success you have is bought on by the block. So, you know, I would have, if anything on the Twitter, the block, I would have, I would have probably wrote back, you're welcome, Krayshawn. <laughs> and that would have been, that would have been it. Hey, love Krayshawn's art. You know what I'm saying? We're really happy that we could connect him with a major donor. You're welcome, Krayshawn. Ooh. And I would have went on um, about my business. Highly refreshingly problematic is PR. Yeah, Mainly she Landry. I would have went on about my business because, I mean, that's, because she was like, that's a weird way of saying thank you. I'm like, it is, but it's, that's what he's saying. So let's say you're welcome. Because yeah. that's the polite thing to say. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I wish I wish nothing but peace and prosperity to you and your guess, future endeavors. I guess what I was really wanting from Issa, and maybe I think you're on the board on board with me on this, is the fact that why are we still getting nonchalant baby voice Issa? Why yeah. you started a company? Yeah. Look at you killing it with that block party you did. Why aren't you putting some bass in your voice? Why aren't yeah. you speaking up the way that you should? Why are you still a yeah. stagnant character i think it is really it's really asinine to see the lack of growth in Issa. like and it, it's unrealistic to me because i feel like things are growing around Issa, but not Issa. right and it's just like it's so it makes it look like it's dumb luck it's like oh you just got lucky with the block mm-hmm. because you're not methodical because you don't move in a way that's like i'm i'm not an idiot i'm gonna focus i'm gonna do this it just seems like everything's like oh 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 i can't believe i got that oh Right. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, at what point do you become secure? And when, when is insecure going to be, I'm secure, nigga? Like, right. It's, it's, it's just time out for it, which maybe that's why it's time to end the season. Cause it's like, at some point you do have to grow up, sis. Like whatever the case may be, you running a business, you sitting mm-hmm. on, I, I just saw her sitting on that panel. Like, bitch, you better fake it till you make it. I mean, I'm not finna just look dumb. Like, okay, all period. Even if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not finna get caught up in here slipping. Big but facts. I think it's Issa's uh, insistence on staying true to being the awkward black girl. Yeah. And just wanting to be so awkward. Like, that's my character. Oh, I'm but awkward. grow up. Somewhere you have to get your balls and go. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that I can't always be quiet. So I've made some edits in my life. Why can't an, a, a character yeah. on TV make those edits? But yeah. um, her and... Um, but before you go to uh-huh. that, sorry not to cut you off. But I will say the, the balance I wish I could see in Insecure. Because the truth is, if you want to make it like life. Because so many women relate to the character that is Issa and we're not always secure but I think sometimes the real balance is yo I'm killing this block shit but I'm insecure in my relationships or my relationship is on know it but I'm insecure about my like the whole you can't be insecure across the board like you can't be awkward at everything across the board all day my friendships my relationships my job is all I'm like god dog bitch do you know something Yep. Is anything like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just an idiot all the time? Yeah. What were you going to say? My bad. But her no. and Nathan were... But I mean, where does that bring her and her relationship with Nathan? They too weak. Nathan's too weak for... Nathan need a man. Fuck the bullshit. Oh, <laughs> Nathan need a daddy or something. He need a strong man in his life. Oh, no. So he damn sure can't be no strong man for Issa. Oh, God. They, they both are too... They're both too weak for each other. And that's... Issa is flighty. Nathan wasn't lying. But I mean, nigga, it's a plane talking to a bird. What the fuck? Like, both y'all in the air. Like, who gonna be the tree? Who gonna be the landing strip? Neither of you. So to me, it's just the pot calling the kettle black. Um, Nathan can't get his, he doesn't need to uh, figure it out till he get his mental health shit together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can't be in nobody relationship, brother, till you get the meds on point. And you really figure it out. Because when he got cussed out in that goddamn uh barber shop oh my god and he like turned around like he was really finna do something like what you say nigga i was like bruh 
if you don't at least pinch this nigga, like... Like, don't come at me with the energy like you're going to do something after right. I repeat it. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. He didn't. And then go run run back to the East apartment tell me, I think I'm going to go back to Houston. You such a quitter. Get your quitter nah, ass Nah, Houston here. don't need none of y'all's over here. I, hey, nigga, that is not a representation no. of Houston men. We do not have a bunch of weak-ass men running around here. I'm not going to let my brothers get sold out like that. <laughs> Shout out to the actor that does play Nathan. He is from Houston. He did graduate from my high school. Uh, we were actually in high school together. I was older than him. I don't remember him. But, yeah, so shout out to him. Good job, kid. You know, um, I did enjoy that episode when they were at the beach. And him, his brother came with his wife. Oh, and his cousin. He was, yeah. yeah, his cousin. And they were just talking about, like, South by South. I was like, oh, I feel like I actually know these guys. Right. Honey, it was so relatable. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, they shed more light on who he is and the fact that he is uh, flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh I don't think that they should be together. No. I no. really think that Issa needs to get back with Lawrence. And they just need to deal with the baby. It's fine. Yeah, like, it's okay. a baby mama. She already know about you. Y'all cool. Yeah. Y'all work together. Or, and like no I beef. said, get that baby a business card and move on and start your real family. Shout out to the ability that niggas have in this world. Like, I was looking at that on, on Facebook the other day. Stuff that I can't post on Facebook. Because too many slugs will be thrown. Man, Facebook so many niggas <laughs> on my Facebook that have that are on their second family that have been with women had children left those women and now are starting a whole nother family with a whole nother woman like the ability the ability of a man to regenerate his life is is amazing to me i'm like oh so you just a family man now you just are top the top flight nigga Mind this whole other bitch you left with all them kids. Now you just went over here with this bitch, and now you are fucking uh, L, uh, Cleaver. What Papa Cleaver? God dang oh it! God, I it's crazy to me. I'm like, but sh- these poor ladies just got remnants of kids from all these niggas. I drop these kids off at the, at these niggas' doorsteps and go live your life, sis. You start over too. <laughs> Okay. Okay, I saw what's love got to do with it. Oh, so you want to be a daddy. I hear you a family man. Go ahead, Ike. Here they are. Shout out if you know where that movie quote is from. Mm. Mm. But we'll come back with the Insecure wrap-up. We got three more episodes to go. Potentially. Um, They may surprise us with 12. Who knows? I don't know. We got some more episodes. They need to, because it ain't no way in hell this is about to end, and we ain't got nowhere but a stroke. That's what you think. But I think these last few episodes going to be jam-packed. I hope so. Well, but we'll come back. We will have one more Insecure wrap-up at the end. But right now, guys, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. I'm giving it two stars, honestly. I'm not feeling it at all this week. I'll give it two and a half out of five. Got three, you. maybe three. I did enjoy that Lawrence and Condola episode. How many stars did I give it? Two. Okay, yes, I'm still two. <laughs> two, two star shirt. Well, shit, you know what? I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna give it two and a half stars too. You know why? Because nigga, call the cast ranch because they be dressing, baby. The 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 storyline's not on point, but the fashions. Whoo! Oh every week, God. these fashions, nigga, are dripping. It's a drizzle outside. Y'all niggas dripped out every week, baby. Kelly and that Gucci on the first episode. Yeah, baby. I was that like, was nice. I had to. I was like, who can give me the knockoff? Because I can't afford it. But <laughs> so, anyway, what you're feeling this week? So, since sis? I'm not feeling insecure, let me tell you what I'm feeling. So, shout out. This is a random, random thing. Some unlike anything I've ever done. Uh, but as I get uh, a little older and a little wiser, I have decided to really uh, be conscious of how I care for myself. And things that matter. So a couple of months ago, I decided that I wanted to really care about uh, my face wash system. And I wanted to have a good system in place for my face wash. I wanted to start wearing sunblock and things like that. Because black doesn't crack, um, but it does. So you got to be careful, right? So shout out to my homegirl, Sarah. She is one of our Refreshly Problematic admins on the Refreshly Problematic Facebook group. She hooked me up with a line from her job called Dermalogica, and it is the best face wash system I have ever had, y'all. Face is looking flawless. It is. It is beautiful. Skin on fleek. Yes, listen. Oh, it's, yeah, it's soft. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm out here looking, shining. Okay, I'm. It's beautiful. This isn't paid advertising. It's She's not just paid advertising. Genuine. I'm just giving y'all a cheat code. <laughs> I, I'm thankful that my husband got a good job, so I'm using his pennies. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not expensive. It's more than what you pay for that apricot scrub at Walmart, but it ain't just Clinique expensive. But it is worth it. Uh, it's a great face wash system. So I use Dermalogica, and man, take care of your skin, y'all, especially black folks. I went to go eat at this restaurant in Huntsville, Texas. Shout out to Huntsville, Texas. And this lady was taking care of me and she was 35. And I swear that lady was every bit of 47. And I was like, oh my God. And my homeboy who was with me, he was like, man, you really played past that. Because when she said 35, I, I almost fell out. Baby, she, life, it was a hard 35. Wow. I went I went back to my a room and washed my face immediately after I saw her. Skincare routine <laughs> is vital. But Definitely moisturize. So that's what I'm feeling. Okay. What well, about you? I am feeling Netflix gave me a couple of good ones. Um oh. I watched True Story with Kevin Hart. Oh that was pretty good. But I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about Maid. Or is it called The Maid? Um, on Netflix. Did you watch that? I have not. I've heard good things though. I've yeah, I've actually heard a lot of people dissing it and a lot of people talking great about it. I think JT from City Girls was like, This movie boring. Nah, 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 nah. But it's it is about a single mother by choice, obviously. Um and long story short, she was leaving an emotional, um emotional abusive relationship. It it didn't get physical yet, but as she said once the punches start hitting the wall, it gets closer and closer to your face. So she kind of knew to leave. So it was mm. a more of an emotional abuse. And she did all of this with pennies to her name. And she was trying to find housing. She was trying to find uh, a job because in order to get housing, you have to have a job for a certain amount of time. You got to be in a shelter. And I was a wreck. I binge watched that in a day. And I was a wreck. And I cried and I cried. And mainly because, you know, time of the month. And that is just not a good mixture. Um, Because I just started reflecting off of, oh my God, that's where I was when I was at a certain age. I was in a a shelter uh, Mm. for domestic abuse. Oh, the store that we went to where I didn't see my mama spend any money was a shelter Mm. store where, you know, you pick up clothes. So now all I'm doing is looking at all these things to donate. And I'm specifically doing it to woman abuse shelters um, because it just touched me and I just remember hugging, um, you know, going and hugging my mother and asking her questions about me growing up and stuff. Mm. I was like, mom, did all this like happen? Like her in the movie did this and did, she was like, yes, Layla. that's why I haven't watched it because it's too much of a reality. Mm. And then I started thinking about my single moms, friends that are mm-hmm. out there that struggled through it. And it was just an emotionally wrecking, but beautiful story because mm. she, was able to get through it and able to um, persevere in a way that she never thought possible. And I'm not giving away what happens, obviously. Yeah. But it was a really great writing. Oh my God. The writing and the, and the sequences and how they played it out throughout the series, the mini series was great. So I tell everyone go see made cause it is really good. And um, right okay. now, y'all, y'all need to become one of our problem children. Okay. And you can do that by joining our Facebook group and go and type in the Refreshingly Problematic podcast and we will have one of our wonderful moderators approve your um, acceptance letter, okay? Because it's so exclusive, guys. <laughs> it's so, so exclusive. exclusive. Well, actually, I deny anybody who's from a different country who ain't got no mutual Very friends. Smart. Yeah, you only gonna spy on us today and get us caught up with the Facebook jail. And um, also, don't forget to follow us on the gram at Refreshingly Problematic. And if you want to figure out where you can stream us, you could do that by going to refreshinglyproblematic.com. Y'all still got time to make our end of the year numbers. And don't forget, if you're streaming us on Spotify, to do it the week that this premieres so you can answer a special question that our director has made sure to um, put on there. We will be able to give out some of those answers um, in future episodes. And where else can they listen to us? So another thing is, hopefully you are listening to the premiere app 
in your app store. It's for the free, or you can go to allrealradio.com and the app is called All Real Radio. So shout out to our family over at ARR, aka All Real Radio. Uh, love them so much. So shout out to all the great shows over there. Trey Brew, uh, Swing and Jazz Soldiers, so much content. So definitely, if you're not on to All Real Radio, get onto it. There's also great music playing all day, every day. So shout out to them. And last but not least, you can find me, She Landry, at S-H-E period Landry, L-A-N-D-R-Y on IG. Give me a follow, see what kicks I wore today. As you know, it's your girl, She Landry. Hashtag she wears heat. Hashtag she's in charge of the girls. Hashtag she's your daddy's favorite. Hashtag that's what she said. And I'm here with my girl, Layla E. And you can find me on the gram at who is Layla E. And I'm hashtag unlocking good vibes. And together we are bringing you the refreshingly problematic podcast. podcast. Peace. Peace, y'all. Sissy. Yeah,